Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we review all of the Bare Naked Lady songs from 7 to Y, and I, I personally wish that they would go out there and, like, I really wish that the band would, we could start creating, like, these big, like, groups that would get together. I don't know what they're called, but they, they have groups that get together, and they do it for, like, comics and, and stuff like that, but they don't do it for... They don't do it for like rock oh, oh, bands. Oh, like, like expos. Who, yeah, like expos, but it's not the word I was. Thinking. Oh, like gatherings. What's the word? Um, yeah, I was yeah, going to oh. say gathering. Mm. Yeah, there's a big gathering. Parties. They do it in San Diego every year. We we have one up in Bangor. I just oh, I can't think. A conference. Con- constitutional um, amendment. Amendments. No. no, that's not it. Oh, I'm blowing it tonight, guys. I don't know what's wrong with me. Consider um, your options when it comes to choosing things here. I think you can (laughs) control your thoughts enough to pick the correct word. (laughs) Well, anyways, tonight we're going to be discussing... Make a concerted effort. (laughs) How long are we going to continue Uh, this line of thinking? (laughs) Nice. Well, I am going to get us off this because I don't remember. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to get on to the song tonight. The Tonight's song is Conventioneers. Yay. Oh, that's one of the convention. Oh, oh it's when you're at a convention and you wear Mickey ears. <laughs> I'm wearing my convention ears. I'd be happy if you gave me just a fraction as we danced. I could see Senior citizens in love. I am not talking about the 2005 American comedy movie that was directed by Morris Stevens and acted in by Matthew Mabe. Nope, not that. Nope. I am talking about the 2000 song by Stephen Page on the Maroon album. And it's also on the Ladies Room Volume 5. Which, if you don't know what Ladies Room Volume Five is, every year for quite quite a few years, the late the Bare Naked Ladies released for their their fans that were on the fan club. They released an album and sent it to them to their home with special content. And it was, this was one of the the demo of this was on their on their uh, content for that album for their fifth year. And I will be adding the. The connection for that this on to our page for today. So, just so you understand, the demo is very stripped down. Um, instead of drums, they're snapping in the background. Um, I miss the piano and the synth that's in the song during the bridge and the last, I guess you would call it kind of the pre-verse. Um, and it, but the song is a lot more relaxed that way. Um, so... Why don't I hand it over to Aaron as I'm talking about the music and and have Aaron kind of talk a little bit more about the music itself. Let's break it down. Break down, break down, break down. Aaron's gonna talk about construction and time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Conventioneers. Wiki, 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 wiki. Uh, (laughs) Conventioneers uh, is recorded at approximately 78 beats per minute. 
Seems like it's between 77 and 78, probably a little closer to 78 on average. Um, it's in the key of E major. Uh, the verse changes are 4 to 1, so A major 7 to E major 7. The chorus, or it's like I've never been ashamed of my attraction, uh, the changes are 6, 4, 5, which gets turned around nice back to the tonic 1. So it would be C, A, B, E. Uh, getting back into the groove, vamping on E and A, transitioning back into the verse. So the chorus goes from, yeah, C minor, C, so pardon me, C sharp minor, to A, and then C sharp minor to A, then to B, pivoting to E, because B is the fifth off the E. Then it's like E, E7, A7. So you get this nice kind of descending bass line. Wow, it's like I love these descending bass line songs. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a musical, uh, it's a musical, I don't know what I call it, a effect that really ple is pleasing to my ear. Uh, the bridge plays off the chorus changes, adding an E at the end of each line. So you get four, five, uh, pardon me, uh, six, four, one. Uh, so like C sharp minor, A7, then E, and then the end of the bridge hangs around on E, but changes the accidental. So we move from like an E major to an E major six. The form itself is very simple. Intro has the verse chord, so it's going, you know, A, E, A, E. Um, so I call that A, like an A section. Verse one is your A section, chorus is your B. Verse two is an A, chorus is a B. Verse three is an A, chorus is a B. Then there's a bridge. A lot of times it might be like verse one, verse two, um, bridge verse three. So they got verse one chorus, verse two chorus, verse three chords, bridge, verse four, and then chorus. It ends uh, uh, fairly abruptly, appropriately enough, given the subject material and the lyrics of the song. Uh, so we've got sort of an A A B A B A A A B A B A B C A B. Uh, it's got this lounge feel to it, I want to say, mm -hmm. but in a very enjoyable way. There, you know, like mm -hmm. lounge can go bad very easily, but good lounge, this is sort of tongue-in-cheek. It reminds me a lot of, I think I might have referenced this before on this show, I'm not sure. There's, a, there's an album called Lounge of Palooza, mm -hmm. which is famous lounge bands covering alternative rock songs or alternative rock bands covering lounge songs. Is that Richard Cheese? And, uh, I think Richard Cheese, I'm not sure if Richard Cheese was involved was in that say. album. Uh, ben Folds did an amazing cover of She Don't Use Jelly by the Flaming Lips, but in the style of lounge. Uh, Stephen Eady, the lounge icons, covered Black Hole Sun oh, by no. Soundgarden, and it's beautiful. Stop it's it. legitimately beautiful. So that album I cannot recommend enough. Um, I love Black Velvet Flag. This is a cover that they do like punk band covers, that they do like uh, institutionalized by suicidal tendencies uh so i love I, I actually do like lounge music unapologetically if it's good or if it's like comical and humorous and tongue-in-cheek this is really really well done it's lush uh, it reminds me a lot of the song in love off of the fear of pop album that ben folds did again ben folds um seemed to have a penchant for lounge as well whether ironically or not um so i don't know if you guys have heard he was the person that when when Steven left the band, I was hoping that you know Ben Folds also was ben no Folds? longer oh my God. working with with Ben Folds <laughs> five. And I was I was praying that Ben Folds would join into the band because he's that. I mean, I would love to see him just do like a song with BNL. He That'd did be really crazy when they when they toured together. Oh, he did. What did he do? I didn't even know they toured together. Wow, that's how out of the loop I am. Oh yeah, that's how I came to. To love Ben Folds, they did. It was Ben Folds, Guster, and, and I knew BNL. he was friends with Guster because they, the, the producer from Guster, did one of his albums. I think I want to say it was like, it was like the reunion album for Ben. It Folds was amazing because when but, they did their. Okay, so I'm, I'm sending you guys a link. Okay, sorry, go ahead. I when see they it. when they did a their show up in Bangor, 
Yeah. They had it set up so when one band was setting up on stage, one of the ones that wasn't so like if you had bare naked ladies and then you had Guster setting up, so you had bare naked ladies leaving the stage and Guster playing. Ben Folds was in the back up on the lawn playing an nice. acoustic set with his band right there, like five feet from you, and they rotated yeah. like that between oh, sets. Man. Oh, it was amazing. I, I, I saw Ben Folds live uh, at least once. I think it was only one time at the State Theater in Portland, and that was such a great show. It was very intimate, just him and the piano in the crowd, and it was a very, you know, State Theater is a fairly small place. I was right up front. Really cool show. And he gave me a signed pick. Um, or not a pick. Uh, he gave me signed my ticket. Um, yeah, because he was just playing the piano that night. But um, that was a great show. But anyways, uh, if we can pause the episode for just a minute or two, listen to like the first minute and a half of this song I'm sending you guys. I want to get your opinion, because I think... This song really reminds me of. I, it was, I think it was recorded after, so maybe it was like influenced by this song, or. But it just, I got a real throwback because I, I was familiar with this song in love before convention years, and it kind of reminded me of it. I will always treasure our time together. I don't feel enough of anything to harbor the kind of disdain that you'll maintain. You painted me into what you wanted to see. That's fine. Uh, that is really interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, were you expecting William Shatner? I was not. Well, I, I read the thing that said featuring William Shatner. So once I saw that, I did. But, like... But, yeah, the, 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 the content lyrically is similar. I wouldn't say it's identical or anywhere near it, but it's definitely adjacent. William um, Shatner, you know, if you ever want to come on the show, we would love to have oh, you yeah, on the show. Please, in Bill, <laughs> come on the show. And, and also, Leonard we Nimoy, you if you ever want to be on the oh, show, yeah. come back from the dead. And come and join us on the show. <laughs> Too soon, Tracy. <laughs> what are you going to do next, Stanley? <laughs> no, that one's too soon. He, <laughs> his wife he would however, try to make it, though. <laughs> if anyone could do it, it'd be Stan. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what are you doing? Uh, you show up everywhere else. <laughs> Why not? So you were saying we with you. the beat that, like, what I was interesting because you said lounge, and like for me, I was thinking like this is kind of a Latin, but a slow Latin beat. And I was thinking, like, uh, like a jazzy. Yeah, it's got like some Latin tone. influence. Yeah, but it's definitely. I mean, when I say lounge, like you gotta understand lounge. So many people, especially like even the stuff that that I like, some a lot of it being kind of tongue in cheek. Lounge has kind of a, a reputation for being kind of like uh, kind of silly or like kind of like not, not something to Campy. take seriously. It can be really good. It can be it, amazing. Like legitimately, like we were talking about Stephen Eady. Go find that cover they did a Black Hole Sun. It's gorgeous, and there's nothing funny about it. It's no. just pure awesomeness. So like, in my shoes, a walk and sleep, and my youth, I pray to keep heaven send hell away. No one sings like you anymore. I was not at all throwing shade at this song no, by calling no, it no. lounge. I just feel like it has that kind of, it's very lushly produced, very full wall of sound, mm-hmm. and very relaxing and gentle and kind of 
little bit of a romance feel to it. And that's all I meant by well, that. Well, and it's interesting you said lounge because you think of what yeah. this song is about. Convention oh, yeah. is at a hotel. It probably had lounge music playing in the in the hotel or something. You know what I mean? So right. It probably is meant to kind of mimic that, in fact, what you'd hear at I the Holiday Inn Express an... or whatever. <laughs> exactly. I think it's another case of using the music to tell the story. It's programmatic. I agree. Yeah. Totally. A hundred percent. And it's so good. It's this, if I could rate this higher than a five, I would. Like, I would give this a six. Wow. Very nice. Or a ten. I mean, this this song is my favorite Bare Naked Ladies song. Of wow. <clears throat> it's a darn good song. All of their songs. This is my favorite. Wow. It's so good. I'm not trying to... Um, take over the podcast but this is my favorite song go for and, it i want to hear what i you mean have to just the, the i've been looking forward to this for so for a year it's been a year i can't believe it's been a year it's crazy um the time has flown this song the the sound puts you it's so atmospheric yeah. you know you know right where you are you see the title you hear the music you're there you're in the lounge. And then the lyrics just tell the story so perfectly. <clears throat> and I think it's a cautionary tale of oh, yeah. an example of you don't don't fish off the company beep pier. Where you don't beep where you eat and you don't <laughs> beep where you work. <laughs> I'm beeping myself, yeah. but you know what those words are. Like and it's so perfect for like Every kind of fantasy you've ever had about somebody, you know, your eyes meet across a crowded room and you you don't talk to them or you have these loaded conversations. And then, the you know, it's so much better before it actually happens. <laughs> and then once it happens, everything falls apart. It's always better in your imagination. <laughs> it's always better in your imagination. My favorite. And I feel like it's such a Steven song. Like it's such a peek into how he operates. Like to me, I just, I love this song for so many levels, but my favorite line that stands out has always stood out. And I laugh hysterically every time I hear it is, When you slept and I'm dressed, Guess I'll see you Monday like before. Like it's like this whole big amazing thing happens, and then he sneaks out and leaves and hopes to God that <clears throat> nothing comes of it and doesn't have to face what's happened. Like it's just it's so hysterically funny and so real and so perfectly done. It just it can't get better than that. It's it's hilarious in its tragedy. Like you're, I'm picturing him working in an office, yeah. having that. Like I can see what the woman looks like. I'm picturing this whole thing. They're playing travel scrabble, <laughs> and the whole thing too. Like we and we have to, or we'll end up the in the bath. Like and that. then we're in the bath. Now we're in the bath. <laughs> and we laugh. And we laugh. And we laugh. Now we're in the bath. That actually, like, that actually made me laugh out loud because I was not it's reading hysterical. the lyrics. And this was the first yes. time I heard that song. It's like, oh, we're wind up in the bath. Pause. 
So now we're in the bed. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's hilarious. That's funny. And this whole yeah. thing. And now I'm thinking marriage and it's this wonderful thing. And oh, dear God, please don't let me talk to you. I'll come in late. I'm just going to avoid <laughs> you. Maybe you'll get transferred. That would be awesome. Thank so you. Like, what it's is your, hilarious. What is your read on that, Michelle? I have always wondered, like, there's two different ways in my mind that this song could be read. Hmm. So here's my two reads on it. It'd be interesting to hear like what you guys thought, um, which one it was. So this is a straightforward song once again about about two people that work Mm. together that are having a that have flirted together in the office a number of times. They they always enjoy kind of flirting. It's built up this kind of uh, chemistry between each other. He always sees her as better than him, and then. She propositions him. They go upstairs. He can't believe it. Here's where it diverges. So as you were saying with those lines, is this because she has turned him down and let him know that she's not interested? Because he says throughout the song, like, I'm thinking marriage. I want long term. I'm seeing us together as two citizens, senior citizens in love. Is this him, like... Is this the narrator? I don't know, male or woman. Is this the narrator being turned down by Steven. the Steven. Yeah, Steven. Is this Steven <laughs> being rejected and it's the the other person thinks it's a one night stand? Or is this the narrator, Steven, leaving because he's disappointed in what happened? In my mind, I have to I have to claim this. Um uh, Aaron, I would let you talk first, but I can't. No, please. Um, <laughs> this is all you, Michelle. Go for it. I just love this. Um, I definitely think Steve... I'm going to say... Okay, the narrator. I'm making air quotes. <laughs> yeah. But in yeah. my mind... Like, look at the songs. Listen to the songs. Look at how everything played out. This is part of how he rolls. Like, we'll just this throw a random of, name out there and call him... Call the narrator of the song. I don't know. Like, Stephen Page. Just random name. Yeah. <laughs> Let's randomly call him Stephen. Um, I say narrator just because whole... I think Stephen people watches and he picks up yeah, stories of people watching and he's like i'm gonna write yes. a song about that i'm gonna put myself sure. where i think that person is and write this whole song around it um mm-hmm. i think that's where a lot of his songs come from that's why we have this really like disgusting person narrator oftentimes with stephen page but that's my point i and that's funny because i think it's him working out his stuff which is fine too um i love him for that Projecting. um i think it's the whole, the harder to get, the better to have. You know, the whole fantasy and the the possibility and the dangling carrot and who knows how long it's been, their flirtation has been going on for. Suddenly, here's their opportunity. Um, and it's like Winnie the Pooh, when you ask him what his favorite thing is. Mm-hmm. And he, he it's the moment before he eats the honey, <laughs> but he doesn't know what to call it. So he just says eating the honey. This is the same thing. That's great. Like the moment where they're dancing and they're playing travel scrabble, like that's the best part, uh-huh. but he doesn't know what to call it. So now they're in the bath and they're going to have their rendezvous and it's great. And now reality kicks in and he's like, Oh God, what just happened? And so he, you slept and he dressed and he left <laughs> like that to me that's the whole key of the song it's not the bridge reveal like we're used to with him that's the part it's a final like, verse he got the thing that he wanted and is sort of like oh 
now what? <laughs> and so he leaves. And he's like, oh, crap. How do I deal with this now in reality? Um, which is hilarious. Like, it's hilarious to watch it happen. Like, this song is so visual. And it just tells such a story. And it's it's a sound story. And it's a v- verbal story. And it's just so awesome. I just, I really feel like... Not that things went bad, but like he got what he wanted, and now, now what? Mm-hmm. What's left? I'm gonna sneak out of here and hope that she forgets about this. Really, is what I think. <laughs> okay. This whole song reminds me of, and I'm, I'm gonna surprise you guys by not talking about another song or another band. <laughs> Specifically, um, they I might know, be giants. I, I know I already, I know, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I promise not to bring up They Might Be Giants. Uh, I know the I Beatles. already referenced In Love on the Fear of Pop album by Ben Folds and uh, William Shatner, but this song, what, especially what Michelle was just talking about and the, the lyrics of the song, really remind me of a novel by Neil Stevenson called Zodiac. Uh, at one point, the narrator of the book, who is actually like a, an eco-terrorist, uh, he uh, has an on-again, off-again relationship with this reporter who like writes stories about him. Um, and there was a line in the book, and I can't recall it. It's a shame I can't quote it, but I'll paraphrase it. And it was like, he was looking at her, and she seemed particularly beautiful because they hadn't slept together recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they hadn't slept together in a while, so exactly. she was really looking beautiful. <laughs> I, I totally, totally get that. That's like a terrible impulse, but like it's it's one we understand, I think. And I mean, like you're right, the fantasy you build it up in your head, and then the aftermath is messy and awkward. So, like, <laughs> yes, it's great. and that's what this it's like. Great. This is an exercise human in song. psychology. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is somebody's weird innards and <laughs> um, in how they process relationships. Yeah. Like it's so much better when it's just out of reach but once you once you have it it's sort of like well now what what now now what exactly wait us as senior citizens of love oh maybe not (laughs) it's the fantasy is wonderful the reality is like oh crap and and like you said aaron way at the beginning of the podcast um at the end it ends so abruptly like it's hilarious It'd be great if you transfer. Yeah, and then it's like, uh, and it just stops. You're like, okay, I wipe my hands of this. I'm just going to pretend like it never happened. It ends like he wishes that it would end. It ends like how he wishes the relationship would end. That's how the song ends. Well, that's the interesting thing is I feel like there are so many potential outcomes from here. Like maybe they just kind of awkwardly give each other looks from across the hall every now and then, and that's it. Maybe they do get married. Maybe they end up making it work. Maybe they end up hating every day of it. Maybe they get a divorce. Like, yeah, probably one of the later ones. They, they're going to wish it never happened. They're going to ignore each other. They're, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward they're at just, work every day. Somebody's gonna tra- somebody is going to transfer So is this state. like Han Solo and Princess Leia? And that's, mm, like, did anyone no. think that was going to work, really work out? No, I, I don't see it like that. I would like to have seen it work out. No, I'm just being silly. I'm just talking about the new Star Wars movies. Yes. Anyways. I was kind of surprised about that. Yeah, I wanted them to stay together, together. But I'm like, a romantic. What can I say? Well, I I was kind of disappointed that they... But when your son watched. becomes a mass murderer, that's not going to keep the two people together. <laughs> well... But Luke kind of started oh it all. Okay. Like, where I've, the hell was his? I've opened Pandora's box and I'm regretting. Control Z. Control Z. 
I'm sorry, Luke everybody. I apologize. Have, where was his Jedi mastery when he, you know, decided to that's, potentially kill his nephew? This is a whole other conversation well, see, that's for a what whole I other love podcast. About Luke, though, is that he never oh, does things the right way. He's always a fuck up. <laughs> Luke is a, a fuck up every step of the way, all the way through I every single one of the I don't agree movies. with that at all, my friend. And you and he, I are going to come to blows. And he constantly... <laughs> <laughs> But he's constantly doing, trying to do the right thing. Luke blew up the Death Star. Luke uh, saved Han from Jabba. I would yeah, say he messes Luke, up yeah, a lot. He messes up shot. a lot in Empire Strikes Back. Luke missed the first. Luke shot. is all about Luke. Luke is such an Aries. <laughs> Sorry, that is the first time I've ever heard that sentence. <laughs> I guess Han's a Capricorn. I'll take that. <laughs> no, Han Solo is a Sagittarius, Sagittarius. if there ever was one. Well, anyways. <laughs> anyway. This is a new podcast. Let's talk about We're going to have to do an astrological, astrological Star Trek breakdown. Ed, Ed, and I, Ed and I agree a lot on, on The Last Jedi <laughs> and on the other movies. So we'll <laughs> come back to it again. That's not our plug for the night. Um, what, I, what I do love... What the hell like, just happened? We just talked about like how this song is like one of the things i want to point out like there's a lot of simplicity in this song but there's also a lot of complexity so we have mm. jim jim is playing two instruments he's playing an electric double bass a double bass a double <laughs> bass, double bass. <laughs> he pulled it right out of the river started playing it <laughs> electrocuted it he's playing electric he double bass and a double bass so he's doubling up with two different sounds. It's a double-double bass. And it's a quadruple bass. Bass squared. We have Kevin playing synth <laughs> and piano. We have Tyler playing drums, tambourine, cowbell, and the Wawa shaker. Needs more cowbell. We have Ed playing... <laughs> we, have- <laughs> we have Ed playing the acoustic guitar, the electric guitar, and the Wawa guitar. And then we have Steve just singing. <laughs> There's so many layers. That's what I'm talking about. It's that yeah. wall of sound... Like late Beatles inspired um, Phil Spector kind of thing, and it's weird because it's one of those. It, it's that wall song, but it's interesting because like they're they're playing. Usually, you get one or the other. You get them on acoustic, and they mix acoustic and right. electric depending upon who. But they don't double up here. Every single one of them is doubling up on an electric, except for Tyler, but he's got the Wawa shaker. They're doubling up <laughs> on an electric and an acoustic for every single one of their instruments. So it's really intriguing that they're doing that, but it sounds like a very simple and gentle sound. It is a simple and gentle sound. It really makes you feel too, like when you're listening to the lyrics and you listen to the music, for me, and this is part of why I love it and I've loved it for years, like I just feel it. It just sort of, you can feel all that hopeful possibility and it just kind of blooms <laughs> like a flower throughout the song and then and then you slept and I dressed and I left it reminds me of <laughs> I can't remember who it was there was a comedian who was talking about like people are always telling you to find out your potential and he's like no don't do that why would you ever do that just keep it in a box it's your potential it could be anything don't open it up and be it disappointed it could be anything right exactly well I think what you're saying Michelle I think is a really good point. Like, so what makes this song more than anything is Steve's not just singing. Steve in this singing, this song He's is emoting. acting. 
He yeah. is putting Wicked. all the emotionality into it. He's not power singing like we have with Break Your Heart. No. Mm-hmm. He is just like, you can hear the love and the admiration that he has in his voice in this song. And then when is this downturn, when he, when his heart's broken and things have gone wrong? Well, not heartbroken, but just things have not turned out well uh, the way that he had hoped. Now we get that depressed kind of sound coming and you hear the embarrassment but he gets a lot more short. the embarrassment and he's the one who started it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he started the whole thing and went there but then he's also the one that left so it's like <laughs> well why, why are you upset like you did this mm-hmm. like this is just to me this just fits in so well with his whole personal story you know just the the whole way everything played out Mm -hmm. um i just to me it's it feels very autobiographical but and maybe it's not but it's it's like where it comes from you can feel where it comes from whether the actual scenario is true the process the mental process of oh i want this thing that's external oh i've got it oh i don't want it anymore (laughs) like that that piece is so real, and I think a lot of people can totally relate to that. And I think that's what I like about Stephen's singing. Like people, I've heard people criticize Stephen's singing. I've heard people criticize his voice and say that. How dare I they? Agree. <laughs> I will such rudeness. Put up your dukes, whoever's going to say that. Like people have criticized, and I'm like, hold me back. The amount of emotion. He's got the voice of an angel. And the amount I of emotion, him, like, great. He's, he's what you get out of voice. him that you don't get out of a lot of singers, mm. is... He goes there. He, he totally goes well, he's there. A very he sells it. voice, so I, I guess I sort of understand why some people might not like him, but, like, I, I... Here's the thing. Whether or not you like his voice or the quality of his voice or the, the timbre or whatever you want to... However you want to address it... I think it would be unwise for anyone to dismiss him as not being talented. I think it's clear that he's very talented. I happen to like his voice and what he does with it. I, if you don't, free country. But, like, right. he's talented. And if, if you try and deny that, you're just being <laughs> obtuse. And it's just emotional. Like, he's an actor yeah. as much as he is a singer. He is. In a couple of years, we're going to get to Tonight is the Night I Fell Asleep oh. at the Wheel. Like... That's, I mean, talk about the, and to me, I equate that emotion, like it's this, it's a totally different song, totally different topic, but again, there's a story, and you feel it. Oh, yeah. He makes you feel it, and you're there, and you're in the situation. That's what's so great about this song, like, you're in the ball, you're at the convention, you're dancing, and you're, you know, doing the whole thing, and you're getting swept away, and then you just made the biggest mistake (laughs) of your life, and you're hoping to God... To somehow like you're there. It's so good. It's so good. Well, and that and like, he does that with his voice. To your you point, do. the whole point of me rambling on, it's his voice. Yeah. Well, he like, sells. He says it. before the fireworks is born, like, and the, the volume increases, and his emotionality mm. increases in that moment, and then it mm. boom, and have a nice day. <laughs> it's just like boom. yes. <laughs> Looks like rain today. Yeah. The, the em- <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Awkward. It's like in um, uh, uh, Austin Powers. It got weird, yeah. didn't it? Like <laughs> exactly. it's totally that. You have that. Like he stops. It won't get he weird. pauses. Oh, it get weird. 
it got weird, didn't it? <laughs> like it's it's totally that, yeah. and it's it's just so human, and it's just like we're all in this together, and that's what I love about this song. It reminds me of the Arrested Development episode where uh, Tobias and uh, uh, shoot, what was um, what was the sister's name? Oh, Tobias was married to. Um, I really need to rewatch that. Now show. that you say that it, show. like I can't. Yeah, um, but yeah. Anyways, yes. they're having trouble with their marriage, and they're like, you know, Portia. So, po- in real yeah, life Portia de Rossi. Portia. I, I can't remember the character, and I apologize. Um, but yeah, um, they're like, oh man. Well, you know, some people they try and have uh, an open marriage, and then that never works. So, <laughs> but in our case, maybe it would. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's that perfect use of pauses. Is that yeah. like and yeah. Oh. That show does it, and Steven, that's what Steven does. Even yeah. in the song, like you now were mentioning we're it earlier bath. with that, like, <laughs> and now we're in the bath. Like, there's that. Yes. <laughs> and it's funny because that's the only part in the song where there's a dead, yeah. like, there's total silence. The other verses kind of roll the, into the next one, but this one, the there's classic, dead silence. Like, comedic smash cut. You will yes. never, ever get me to wear that tie. Cut two, he's wearing the tie. You know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's a musical yes. smash cut. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. That was it's, great. It's genius on every level. Yeah. So let's talk about how genius it is. Let's get over to the ratings. <laughs> okay, so for, <laughs> for ratings, sorry to like commandeer. No, the, I'm, I'm, I love it no. when people are like nerding out. Like I love to nerd out over music. I've so been waiting this. for this forever. I edit these um, podcasts so we're rating and it. I'm like, Aaron's talking a lot. I'm talking a lot. Here's Michelle. And then... Yeah, like please, Michelle. Anytime. Take it and run. Yes, I definitely. Um, I, we're rating it by travel scrabbles. How many travel tiles. scrabbles? How many tiles? Uh, and, and I already gave my um, score. If I could give it higher, if we went higher than a five, mm-hmm. it would get whatever the high score is. That literally, this is my favorite BNL song of all time, out of all of them. So I give this song a five. Nice. Solid five. Very nice. Uh, Aaron, how about you? How many well, travel scrabbles? I actually want to pass this off to Tracy because I'm curious. <gasps> I'm curious. Ooh. Oh, okay. I was trying to be, I, I was going to be all like funny and smart about it for a second there. and But yeah, I was going to try to come up with a word in travel scrabble that would add up to the points. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't pull it off in that amount of time. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I am giving this song a 4.5. Wow. One of the things I love about nice. this song that we that we haven't talked about yet, this song tells a full story. This mm-hmm. is one of the things that mm-hmm. when, when Stephen does this and he does this in certain songs, I love it. It is amazing. I will follow him along through the whole entire story and listen to it. And the music's amazing. Stephen's emotionality is amazing, and it tells that full story. I'm in. Um, it's not all the way up to a five. I can't think of any things I would change about this song. I would listen to the song a million and one times, but yeah, I, I have to give it a rating somewhere in there. So for me, mm-hmm. it's a four point five. That's interesting. Nice. That's the reason I threw to you first because I wanted to see if I was going to be the jerk or if you were going to be the jerk, Tracy. <laughs> and uh, Michelle, I am sorry to have to tell you that Tracy is the jerk because I gave it a four point six. <laughs> Yay! Damn it! Woo! So I actually I was you I, totally set him up. I was for that. going back and forth for a while because I was thinking four point five and I was looking at my scores. I'm like, it's, a, it's definitely mid to high fours or or almost perfect. Um, 
I, I gave Colin answer a 4.5, and I love that song. I love the harmonies. They're absolutely <clears> beautiful. I might like Conventioneers just a tad more, so I'm going to give it a very enthusiastic 4.6 Travel Scrabble Tiles out of 5. I think it's a wonderful tune. Yeah. I'll definitely be coming back to it, putting it in playlists. It deserves to be in the top of the top. And once you listen to it yeah. several times, like once you've like got it in your blood and guts, you're just like it 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 becomes a part I, of I know you. it's early yeah. to talk about this, Michelle, but we do have another uh a re uh rescore coming up in a year. So maybe this will Ooh. end up being raising up the charts. We'll it, see. It <laughs> well, right right now, right now after our rescore this song is number three. Yeah. Okay, well, there we go. So this is so we're, we're now we have alcohol, Brian Wilson, and Conventioneers as our top what three. What a trio! Followed by Which I think break your heart, right there. Call and answer, yeah. and alternative girlfriend. It's right in the yeah, right those spot. Are, I mean, yeah, those are all super amazing songs, and I think they all deserve yep. to be up there. Definitely. Cool. Yes. All right. And consensus. <laughs> all right. So. Um, by the way, I want to mention right now, I should have mentioned it in the last show, I forgot to mention three mm-hmm. weeks ago that there was a cover, and I feel horrible because there are not oh, a lot of covers. Yeah. I, I missed this one. Um, Cornbread Red covered Celebrity. It's actually a really interesting cover, so if you go out there and mm. listen to the cover of Cornbread Red singing Celebrity, it's actually really cool mm. and interesting. Um so my appearance tonight is going to be really quick and easy. Um, I'm going to patch in the Ladies Room Volume 5 um, that we have on <laughs> the YouTube, which is the demo version of this. Um, but the other thing that I want people to make sure you go out and listen to that's on this Ladies Room Volume 5 is the Bird Poop Rap. Um, it's one of them doing their, <laughs> their live shows again. <laughs> and they just... It was a little shocking, I have to say. When I listened to it, I was like, wow. Okay, very good. <laughs> it's a weird thing for them to talk about. Yes. And more than anything, like the the background music for this rap is different than any background music I've ever heard them do or use. It's not similar to anything. Um, usually they have like this kind of generic kind of sound that's going. This is different than all of them. Um, mm. So go out and listen to it. You also, at the, if you listen to the very end, you get answering machine messages by Ed and Jim. Yeah, so answering machines <laughs> are way back in the day when they had telephones on the wall. You would connect this answering machine up to it, <laughs> and then, like when people called you, it would go to the answering machine. You'd leave a message, sort of like with cell phones, but you actually had to come back and listen to them at the end of the day. And this was and then there, back there was when a, we had like dinosaurs and 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 tigers <laughs> roaming around. This is back when I was in like college, and the big thing when I was in college <laughs> was you wanted to get like the really funny answering machine message, and celebrities would like give you and sell their answering machine messages, and if you could get them to like do it, that was that was wonderful. That's what they did for this. Didn't they have a K-Tel? Wasn't there a K-Tel? There was. Um, <laughs> record that with different answering machine messages that you could use or i think it was a cassette actually and you could yes. just stick it's it funny. in the machine and in the college like, i know, went to everyone can't... always tried to do their christopher walken impressions <laughs> gee i wonder what you mean by everyone <laughs> is that hmm um yeah so it's funny because i was going to say we could always use the analogy of voicemail but not even like because no one leaves voicemail i don't leave voicemail i don't listen to my voicemail please text me 
<laughs> I don't answer the phone. Text yeah, me. Exactly. I'm not. A, I'm not gonna. I have too much anxiety to talk to a person. <laughs> Just yes, text me. Exactly. I will get back to you. Aaron, I promise you, I will never call you. Oh, thank you, Michelle. I swear to God, I will to never me. call you. I might text you. Yeah, no, texting a is thousand fine. Times a Facebook day. messaging, and then we have mm-hmm. a we have a nice little conversation here. I don't know. If somebody calls me, like I'm thinking, like somebody just got shot or something. It makes my heart race. No, but really, I'm like who calls unless it's something really super important? So then, of course, I let it go to voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> and you never check it. <laughs> no, it's not true. I will answer if it's somebody I know. Um, but, but if I if I if I get a number and it's like I don't know who this is, you're going to voicemail, and I'm probably never going to listen to it. <laughs> if it's important, you can text me. <laughs> well, and the answering machine fat is no longer like people just leave their yeah. their voice message thing saying like, "Hey, it's me. Leave a message." Like that's I'm it. More now. like the voicemail box of five 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 <laughs> right. five 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 is full because they don't check their voicemail. <laughs> so if you want to remember the past, go and listen to these answering machine messages. <laughs> Blast from the past. Oh. So I want to plug again, once, a part, once again, we are part of the Filling the Void Network. We'll have all these different podcast uh, episodes and different shows that are on it. One of which is Travis and Vic's Drunk Horror Adventures, where they discuss <laughs> horror movies after they've gotten drunk. Uh, they also talk about mass murderers after they're drunk. Um, sometimes Who they... doesn't? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just don't record it when we do this. It's going to come up at some yeah, point. Yeah. You know it is. You're like, do you think Ed Gein really wore people's skin like all the time or just for special occasions? Just <laughs> for special occasions. Keep it special. Where'd they get the gas for that saw? That's How what I want to know. How did they take care of the smell? <laughs> Formaldehyde? <laughs> So if you have questions like this, go watch that show. It's probably on there somewhere. <laughs> uh, they also interview people. Um, they talk to people that have written books about the Zodiac Killer, as well as directors cool. and actors from the Texas Chainsaw oh, Massacre. biography of Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> the Zodiac Killer? Wasn't he the Zodiac Killer? No. Oh, jeez. Sorry. I'm not to get touching political. that. Um, don't forget to buy tickets for the show. <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies is touring this summer with Hootie and the Blowfish. Tickets are already on sale. Um, I don't know why, but Hootie and the Blowfish are the headliners. The Bare Naked Ladies are also appearing as, uh, also appearing with. I know. Oh my God. That's a sin. Say what? I know. Um, It doesn't feel right. I'm like, no, they are not special guests. (laughs) They are, no. You cannot do this to them. That makes me upset. <sighs> I feel upset about that. That makes me feel like I want Stephen Page to get back with the band. And Steven, we know you're I want them to headline. Yep, they have to now. Please come on like, it has to happen now because they have to bring them the, it back up. Like it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and they are covering. They're going to be touring in the United States, Canada. And I believe they're also be touring Europe. So the time is ticking down. For you to go buy the tickets, not for Europe yet. Um, you could even say that it's the final countdown. And now I really need to watch Arrested Development again. Speaking of which, a magician named Gob is the final countdown by Europe. No, we're going to be talking about counting down. I want to say it's off Silverball. I'll have to check for next week. Isn't it Thunderball? 
Oh, no, we're not talking about... Thunderdome. Not talking... <laughs> wow, we went from B&L we to James Bond to Mad Max. <laughs> Three degrees we of B&L. We don't need to know the way <laughs> Sing it, Michelle. Home. Max, Mel Gibson is a Tina terrorist. <laughs> I was totally transforming nothing, myself. Nothing I can say. Yeah, there you go. Into Tina Turner. We, there's nothing like, I can say the, that's going to top Mel Gibson as a terrorist, so I don't think... <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> and we what now we... have the NSA listening to our podcast. <laughs> Terrorist gun bomb kill president. Hi, NSA. <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> we would love for you to be on our podcast. Come on. <laughs> NSA, we know you listen. <laughs> Actually, of all we the people we've mentioned, I'm sure us. the NSA is the one that definitely does listen to this show. <laughs> They're probably responsible for all of our listeners. Uh, <laughs> that would be please the greatest pardon Edward get Snowden. ever. <laughs> Edward... Please come on the show. <laughs> this week's yes, that this week's be... guest is the NSA. <laughs> the whole organization. That's probably what you know. What that's what Bobby was about to say. This this last week. This episode is brought to you by the letters N S and A. So <laughs> we're about to be ending up going off the air. So as we count down, join us next week for counting down. Bye bye. See you next week. And listen to Conventioneers. It's a great song. Bye, everyone. Yes, listen to Conventioneers. Let yourself be taken away by it. <laughs> Go with the journey. It's amazing. Hop in the bath and then feel the regret. Now what can we say? Have a nice day. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.